Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I think that um, you know our players. We made some adjustments. Assistant coaches did a great job. Uh, obviously, the first uh, three quarters didn't go the way we wanted to. Kind of a slow start. I thought that um, you know when you look back at it, I thought you know the third down. I thought if we had some opportunities, maybe to um, convert, put our guys in a better situation and, and keep some drives going, we would have had more plays and opportunity to run the ball more. Um, and obviously, players did a great job in the fourth quarter coming out. Great throws, great catches. Check downs, everything. Guys were making plays. Hey, did you feel like that the offense really needed to like establish a rhythm a little bit? Were you guys kind of working through that maybe early on? Uh, I don't. I, you know, there was a few things that I thought were just kind of. You know, we had some throw and catch opportunities that, for whatever reason. Um, but I think that we were in a situation at that point in the game where we had to go to that, and uh, and obviously the guys did a great job executing and, and uh, playing with some tempo and rhythm there. Pete Jarvis kind of historically has not been like a a vertical guy, at least that's how he hasn't been used in, in other offenses. Did, did you guys see that as a as something he could potentially help you guys in here? Well, I think this. I think as you look at him, um, you know, you go, you watch his film. When it came back to the free agency, and we were looking at him, it wasn't just the talent that we saw as a player. You know, we're bringing him in and, and knew what he would bring to that room as a, a veteran, his leadership, his understanding of routes, and being able to talk to the young guys. But obviously, he's had success throughout his career when he's 
playing the receiver of doing whatever you ask him to do, whether it is going downfield or some underneath stuff. But you've seen the success that he's had. Um, and then, you know, a, a guy that brings a lot of value to you in the short game as well. But I think that uh, he's had success, maybe not as much downfield, but but we've, we've seen those traits. You said, you said leadership, but it, has that even exceeded your expectations? Sort of the energy, and he's so vocal on the practice field. I saw he was the guy running off the field with Dennis Allen. Like, I think that, um, you know, I think that when you're in free agency, you make some calls to maybe some other teams where he's been, and you learn about the player, how he is in the walk. I mean, that's what, you know, one of the things that Dennis will do. And uh, obviously, everything was so positive and great. And then we had a great visit when he came into town. Um, but I think that we were expecting him to be a leader in that room. Hey, what's the process of just fixing maybe some of the protection stuff that was going on in the last year? Yeah, I think as coaches, we got to do a better job. And just like maybe seeing some of the stuff, like how do you guys kind of, is that like an easy fix? Like there's a couple of blitzes. Maybe well, I think there, there's some challenges and maybe sometimes you get a you know first game of the season. Maybe there's something that happens that you just weren't expecting. And then you talk on the sidelines trying to get that corrected. But, uh, you know, we had four sacks. And when you look back at it, uh, you know, you know, you can't put it all in one position. You know, you can put one on a quarterback, one on the running back, one on the O line. So, um, again, we just we just can't let those things happen because then we end up having to give the ball back, and we're not sustaining drives. How impressed have you been by Jameis's mental discipline, especially this week going against the team he got injured against? No, he's been all focused on what we're doing, and and. Um, Obviously, he's been he's been great with that. Is he the same deal as he is to us? Very grateful. <laughs> he's got a lot of passion, a lot of energy. He loves to play the game, and uh, he's been great to have. Just he's he's been Jameis since he's been here. Now, how how beneficial is it to be able to get through week one with Mike Thomas and just have that kind of confidence going forward, not having to worry about the ankle kind of recurring? Listen, I think it's just I mean it's great to have him out there, and we know when he's out there, he's a productive player for us. He's been a big part when he has been out there and so uh obviously having him on the field is is great Alave was talking about how you guys kind of pulled one of his routes from Ohio State that he had some success with do you, do you do that with a lot of guys do you find like stuff that, that they'd run in their in their past or is it just kind of more specific like um maybe sometimes it might be a concept that you want to want to do and he's like hey I've done that before yeah. or it's hey when we saw this particular defense this is something that we did in college and uh so ideas are being shared all the time and i think that uh you know i mean these guys have the videos for you and say hey, i can show you right now and so uh with the media that's I mean, technology i guess that's available and so obviously you know if a guy has success with something and it fits we'll do it because uh, last year was only your first year here with the, with the organization but what do you think uh Look at what's happened. What do you think? Why, why have you guys been successful against uh, the Bucks here? Uh, attention to detail, effort, and execution. And essentially, that's what every game comes down to. Um, but each and every single week that we step out there, you know, our approach is that it's a championship week. And uh, fortunately, we, we we have been able to have success. Um, and then Justin Evans is a guy. I mean. Prior to this past week, hadn't played NFL game in almost four years. Right. So, how did you guys see him kind of you know, progress from training camp to the point where he's kind of in your starting lineup? Well, I'll, I'll start with this. Um, I think it's an incredible find by our front office. 
um, considering, right, it's been two, three years or, or however long it's been since he's played. And um, I remember the guy coming out of, out of college, and, and I'm sure everyone had good grades on him, right, because he was, he was a tremendous, he was a heck of a player. He started off, right, fantastic early on and, you know, hit a bump in the road. And so a lot of times when that happens with people, you know, you get humbled, right, and then you get hungry. And so you're going back and you're working your, your tail off to recapture your dream. And then now and here the opportunity is, and it's presented before you. And so what he did is he grabbed a bull by the horns, he stayed humble, and he just worked his tail off every day and let his God-given natural ability take over. And that's what stood out. Chris, against a team like Atlanta with a quarterback like they have, do you guys got to be kind of careful about how you rush the passer? And does that maybe change considering like what he can do with this well, it Well, it wouldn't change. Rush lane and discipline is always important. So that that's always going to be the focus. And essentially, like, that's our style. And so each and every single week that we step out there, right, again, it's our responsibility as coaches to make sure that, again, that, that style is being lived up to. So that's what all the training for, that's what all the practice is for, is to make sure that we're consistent with that. And what are the benefits of maybe that style of rushing the passer? Well, it's where we need him to be in order for our defense to be effective. Right, so there's a particular spot in the pocket where the quarterbacks want to get to, and we need to get there first. Chris, when you mentioned attention to detail and those kinds of things defensively to be able to, to keep up with an offensive like that, how important is it, I guess, to have the personnel because you can have the, you know, the mindset and not That's have right. the people to do it. That's right. Well, it's it's. I mean, this this game is about right again. You you've, you've heard right. It's not about X's and O's. It's about Jimmy's and Joe's, right? And this this game is about people. It's about the players. And, and like that's absolutely true. So we can draw up the, the best scheme in the world. If we don't have the guys to go out there and execute, then it doesn't really matter. So again, the game is about the players. It absolutely starts there with them. And we got some pretty doggone good ones. And obviously you're debuting a whole new back end of the defense. How did you think that worked in week one? Well, we, 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 we need to be better. We need to be better. Um, again, our mindset is to eliminate all explosive plays. And if we do that, then we give our defense a really good chance to be successful. So we did not accomplish that, and that's what we need to build towards. Man, Coach Chris Richard, man, is real deal Holyfield. We need to hear from this brother a lot more. He's saying the stuff that we all feel, man, and saying it with force and intensity. Co- Coach Chris Richard's dead money, man. He, he, he right on it. Attention to detail execution and you know the way he described with 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 Evans you know it is this this is exactly what we need to hear in the who that nation and remember this is the brother that's chairing the leadership of the secondary this is the architect of the legion of boom speaking so it's just just a great he talks about great finds it was a great find to find Coach Rashard and bring him here to upgrade the secondary after Coach Glenn left. So let's play a little bit more of Coach Rashard, man, because he 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 owned it. Chris, what are some of the challenges stopping a guy like Yeah, I can say he's a he's an aggressive, like bruiser, right? Like this, like he's what you call like an, a war daddy, right? Again, he's like fast, good moves, great vision, and then tough to bring down. So we have to get his cleats out the grass. Stop his momentum, set the edges, and get his cleats out the grass. We'll be effective. Does it excite you to game plan against a quarterback like Tom Brady? 
exciting. Well, each and every single week is exciting. Okay. You know, and it's never ever going to be about a particular quarterback or a particular team. You know, it's going to be about our opportunity. You know, and just so happens that this week is Tampa. For, for a quarterback who is going to stay in the pocket compared to you know what you've done with last week and they're going to do a lot of this season, you know, what are some of the keys in defending that? You know, where you know where the ball is going to be coming from. Well, it's it's disrupting the timing. So we have to disrupt the timing and rhythm. And again, that's where, again, rush and coverage, right? We play an integral part together. So if he's going to be able to stand in there, then we, that means we need to do a great job on the back end, disrupting the timing and then allowing our guys to rush. Chris, he mentioned- Can't get no clearer than that, Four of the five guys in your nickel package in, in week one were different than the main five you guys had in your right. nickel package last year. What is carrying over though or what what where is their continuity and what you guys are still doing ruthlessness and relentlessness guys play with fanatical effort we run we hit take the ball away ruthlessness and relentlessness listen to the terminology culture shards using man (laughs) we need to hear from him more man i mean he's straight up answering these reporters questions like they are members of the football team himself. He's speaking directly to the mindset of the Saints defense, which I, you know, always tell who that nation, the great Saint think tank that the Saints defense feels like they can get sacked a sack every time the ball is snapped. They feel like I, they can, they can sack the quarterback rootlessness and relentlessness. Domination words of coach Rashard, man, with that defense. Man. Like that's been one thing that like we've really been emphasized over the past couple of years that I've been here is that we need to create more contact fumbles. And we got the ball out twice just with contact fumbles and the intent to punch the ball, to rip, strip, and really to lay heavy and hit. So we're going to be fast and physical and, and, and like, like we're going to be locked in on that. That's what I'm talking about. Love every word that coach Rashard just dropped right there. Uh, just just terrific, terrific. It's a six-minute, 24-second interview with Coach Rashard dropping it. And, of course, we know about Pete uh, Werner just punching the ball out to create the fumble. He talks about the, the fumbles and the forced fumbles, forcing the ball carrier to give the damn ball up. We've seen several of those in the matchup against the Falcons in week one to give the Saints opportunities. It's always about stopping your opponents, getting the ball away from them and giving it back to the offense, perhaps giving them a shorter field, making it a little bit easy on them. But, you know, the Saints in the first game are doing what Coach Rashad is saying. And, and this guy is a part of a combo of coordinator. The other one is Ryan Nielsen, who's as just as passionate as he is. So we're in a good place when it comes down to the Saints defense. People say, Q, are the Saints going to improve? There, there is a rust factor involved that I always talk about. So, man, listen, Coach Rashard, man, good money. Good money. Hey, man, Ryan Nielsen. Shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all joining me for this Thursday stream. I'm going to try not to keep you guys uh, too long. Shout out to the fam. Like I've been saying for some time now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the sports coma with Big Q and the guys, where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sports talk from your favorite sports fam. I'm Big Q. Shout out to the Who That Nation. Much love to the great Saint Think Tank. I appreciate you guys being up in this thing, man. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and also feel free to share the show's links on your social media feed. Let the family know that we're live and in the building. So shout out to the fam, man. Big ups to the great Saint Think Tank. Much love to all the family members in the building. Uh, Poppy504, uh, KK, 
Tara, what's happening, Queens? Good to see y'all in the building. T-Mama's in the building. Uh, brother Troy, shout out to you. Brother Doug Okula. Brother Eric's in the, in the building as well. Josh, what's happening, fam? Appreciate you. Young City, Night Ward, Yen, Frosty 504. Uh, T-Rob, what's happening, bro? Uh, Trav 504. Uh, Richard's in the building as well. Shout out to you. Trey, what's popping? Trey, shout out to my dog, Trey. Sir Rogers, what's happening, fam? All right, dog, the writer, shout out to you, fam. Appreciate you being in the stream. And uh, big ups. What's up, K uh, KB? What's up, uh, Queen? Shout out to KB. Good to see you. King Wizard, shout out to you, fam. Appreciate you being up in this thing as well. Brother Jared at OG's in the building as well. Good to see you, my brother. All right, who else we got? Pammy, whammy, what's popping, Queen? Good to see you. Brandon, what's shout out? Be kind is up in this thing as well. Shout out, brother Joseph. I see you, fam. Brother T. Scott in this thing. Shout out to you. All right, who else we got? 504 Zookeeper. What's happening, fam? Good to see you in the, the stream as well. Big ups. All right, who else we got? Charming up in this thing. I want to try to get everybody. 504 Co. I see you, fam. Maul and Maul. What's popping, fam? Good to see you. Gundam is in there as well. Rainy. What's up, fam? Chasing Precepts. Who that to you, fam? I see you, fam. Jamie. Who that to you? All right. Thank you. Appreciate you, Jamie. Much love, man. Appreciate the compliment. Uh, Jerome, what's happening, Jerome? Shout out to you, my brother. Good to see you in the chat as well. And big ups to the fam, man. If you didn't hear your name, give me a who that and I'll give you a who that back, baby. Shout out to the fam. Now, we start the broadcast off. First guy, obviously, with Pete Carmichael talking about the adjustments made against the Atlanta Falcons and the mindset heading into week two matchup in a few days against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which... You know, a lot is being said back and forth as well. And of course, you know, going into this game a lot there, a lot of people are making a comparison between what the Saints look like in week one versus what they could be in week two. But there's always a rust factor when you start off the regular season. I and I, we talked about this before on TSC Q&A Live. I mentioned it last stream that there's a rust factor involved, not just for the Saints, but all teams in the NFL. Most of these guys are playing together for the first time in an organized timed game, uh, you know, for the first time all, you know, since the, into the, the, the training camp, then the preseason matchups where most of them really don't play, you know, but a handful of snaps or whatever. So there is a rust factor team to be involved over the next two to three weeks. That's the thing. And usually from over years of watching football, you see the rust factor between the really good teams shake the rust off between a two to four week span. Like most, most of the other teams take four weeks. If you're still kind of struggling after four weeks and it's not really rust anymore, you know, if something else is going on and then that, uh, <laughs> that rust was hiding something underneath there. But usually the contending teams kind of know who they are and they kind of shake that off after a few games. And then they understand what they need to do. And then they improve upon that. Now stakes, mistakes will be made as they move forward, but the, there is a rust factor. So rusty and, uh, in the, uh, execution effort, like coach Rashard talked about relentlessness, ruthlessness and relentless, relentlessness, which is relentless. You know what that means? I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep on getting at you until I got you. I'm going to put you down on the ground, baby. And ruthlessness teaches, uh, talks about the mentality that I have to have to just totally flatten you. The certain mentality that a dominating defense must have. It must have a certain air of nastiness to it. So, you know, do the Saints have enough of that? I think they do. The Saints have enough ruthlessness, relentlessness, nastiness, and also diverse, the, the, the veteran presence to kind of keep that thing going down the line. So 
Very interesting commentary. So in this stream, fam, this one called Saints Thursday Injury Report. We're going to get right into the injury report momentarily. This article I'm going to go over with you from what Tom Brady and what he's saying about them. They're asking a question about the Saints defense. So, okay, the, de the defense, this, that, and the third. And with his mentality of what he said about it, we're going to cover that. There's a great article that was said about Jameis uh, changing the narrative about what's going on, which is, is true. And that just didn't start. He's been changing the narrative. And this is Jameis's third year, going into his third year as the uh, as a quarterback in the Saints system. He he just didn't leave Tampa Bay last year. He's been <laughs> going into his third season. So uh, he, we've seen enough of Jameis and who that nation understand what we're dealing with here and that uh, this environment is definitely conducive for uh, a stronger, more disciplined Jameis Winston leading the team uh, with a with a complete system that's discipline and he's bought all into it and he's living by the tenets of it so i mean i think uh, a lot of people's missing that because they can't cross parallel well they thinking that just because he was over here doing this is that what he will be doing for the rest of his life they got some people in the world don't get me wrong that happens but you can go all around the world and come back to where you come from and if there are some people that's not doing positive stuff they'll be doing the same stuff when you leave and then when you come back they'll be doing the same stuff it's it's very uh, it's just crazy how that works, but it's just, it is how it is. And people are people, but not everybody's the same. And when you make up your mind to change and do better and you really mean it, then you change will follow. That's what it takes. It takes a mind change. And he had a mind change, obviously, when he came to the black and gold. So he was missing something, but we got it. And also I'm going to play something by uh, Nick Wright. No matter the occasion, whether it's a date or a family holiday outing, daytime ice skating at Cameron Run Regional Park is sure to delight. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria, skate on the outdoor rink and stay warm with hot chocolate or make s'mores over a fire pit. This unique winter experience is only available for a limited time. Open daily December 18th through 30th and weekends in January and February. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Wake up at Holiday Inn Express to a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. Count on all the hot, fresh coffee you need and an incredible breakfast buffet that has something for everyone, like eggs, cinnamon rolls, and even hot, fresh pancakes with all the toppings you crave. Next time, do yourself a favor and stay at a Holiday Inn Express with a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. So, when you wake up at Holiday Inn Express, you'll wake up happy, a part of IHG Hotels and Resorts. As somebody sent me, I'm going to play this thing by Nick Wright uh, in, uh, after we finish covering some of these stories as a reaction, and then we're going to close out the stream. So with that being said, shout out to the fan. Brother B. Thomas, shout out to you. Tedra, Avera, who that to you. Good to see you in the chat. Much love. Ro, I see you, man. Shout out to uh, Ro as well. Uh, Mike uh, C337, shout out to you, fam. Appreciate you being up in this thing as well. Tyrone, I see you, fam. Shout out to you. Uh, Big Bull Hoffa, uh, who that to you. Antoinette, good to see you was popping brother charles shout out to you as well so with that being said uh hit the like button family if you hadn't gotten opportunities we get ready to kind of jump up in this thing uh we're gonna start off with the injury report which look at that damn injury report family uh it just continues to uh you know kind of worry me a bit now as you can see let's get into it it's from the saints.com 11 saints players listed on thursday injury report for team week two matchup against the buccaneers Cam Jordan is on top of the list with that hip injury limited in both Wednesday and Thursday. So that's positive. He's trending in the correct uh, direction. Elvin Kamara rib issue limited and he was shut down today. Is that a big thing? We won't know until tomorrow. 
He was limited Wednesday and then DMP Thursday, which commonsensically means that his progress is headed in the wrong direction or they simply could be giving him a rest. Right now, uh, it can be 50-50, but it does, you kind of uh, add that, the fact that they brought uh, in Latavius Murray and brought him to the practice squad, which a lot of people thought that that was for Elvin Kamara. It could very well be uh, a move for Elvin Kamara, but also remember that Mark Ingram is also dealing with an ankle injury. So the starter and the backup, one and two in the running game, are both dealing with injuries, a rib and an ankle. So Latavius Murray is here. They help carry the day if one of those guys can go. So it's this, I must say, from an uh, instinctual standpoint, that the Elvin Kamara DMP today is very ominous. But in the end, we'll see what it looks like Friday uh, in this thing as well. Because remember, and remember, family, I've said this the last stream, I've said it over the past couple of days when the situation happened with Paul's and Adebo. What did I say? I said, well, according to the reports, they're saying that it's nothing to be worried about. Next thing you know, he hadn't played since that occurred. Well, I don't think it'd be nothing serious that he meets, missed is the Atlanta game. And now Paulson Adebo is missed Wednesday and Thursday practice. But I thought you said there was nothing to worry about. <laughs> oh, it's nothing to worry about, Q. He'll be back in the middle of the season. Don't worry about that. And then the same thing was said about Elvin Kamara. And all of a sudden, here come Latavius Murray on the practice squad. So, uh, like I said, those when you see stuff like that happen, just make mental notes of it. <laughs> just to keep it, keep it real, man. Right, anyway, Marcus May, he's trending right. He went from limited to full. That is a positive. Traquan Smith was limited with that shoulder issue. Dwayne Washington, another running back in the running back room, mostly a special teams guy with a hamstring issue. He was limited. Jameis, back situation, he still was able to practice. He was limited. Landon Yelp with the hip injury was limited. Mark Ingram was limited with his ankle for both days. Today, Thursday, he was limited as well. Kelvin Throckmorton went to limited to full, so the Saints have one of their um, reserve offensive linemen that's good to go, went to full, fully practice, and that's a positive. Another positive is Mike Thomas is nowhere on this list. That is a major positive because Mike Thomas has been on this goddamn list for a long time, and it's good seeing Mike Thomas off of this list. It's good not seeing Taysom Hill on this list either. So anyway, Alante Taylor, hip situation was limited, and then, of course, we talked about Paulson Adebo. Him and Elvin Kamara both DMP'd, but Paulson has been DMP'd for a while. So chances are he could be DMP Friday, which would fit the narrative. And he would definitely miss his second week of action. Then we'll have to look at whether or not Paulson Debo, the sprain, the ankle that they're talking about is a high ankle. If that's the thing, then, uh, you know, that will take some time for him to get back. But I thought it was nothing. Oh, is a high ankle sprain nothing? Kim says high ankle sprain is about four weeks from what I'm hearing wrong with him. But Kim, how could that be when they told us that it was nothing to worry about? How could they tell you that a high ankle sprain, you know, that the injury, whatever it is, we know it's an ankle. But how could it be uh, that it's a high ankle sprain? That most certainly would spit in the face of logic, wouldn't it, Kim? <laughs> wouldn't that mean that it is something to worry about? <laughs> if a guy tells me that my cornerback, my starting cornerback has an high ankle sprain, and then, oh, that's nothing to worry about. Really? High ankle sprains is definitely something to worry about. So if that is indeed what's going on, we'll see. All right. So I don't know. The people saying it's a high ankle sprain, I'm, I'm, y'all, I'm going to have to look into that thing. All right. But anyway, let's keep it going, man. Shout out to the fam. Uh, and most of these injuries are, are, are they limited and they plan the Kamara thing. We'll see what happens on Friday. We won't have very long to wait for that. 
And Paulson and Debo, I'm thinking he probably will be shut down this game too, if that's indeed the case. All right, let's move on, fam, to the Tampa Bay side of things. And they got a lot of injuries too. Mike Evans dealing with a calf injury. He was shut down today. So he trended in the wrong direction with the, the DMP. Leonard Fournette with a hamstring was limited. He practiced Perriman, uh, Brashard Perriman, whose brother, I mean, whose father uh, used to play for the Saints back in the G. Brett Perriman. He was limited with a knee issue. Tristan Wills uh, dealing with a stomach issue or a midsection issue. He was limited as well. Tom Brady had rest. They can put rest right there because he's old, but he fully practiced Thursday uh, right there. So ain't nothing really shaking with him. Russell Gage limited with that hamstring injury, which he's making improvement because he was shut down on Wednesday. He's limited today. Chris Godwin is DMP. I don't expect him to play in this game with a hamstring issue issue. Julio Jones was DMP with a knee issue, and he's DMP'd again today. Uh, McCollum, who's a cornerback, shows up on injury list. DMP'd was limited, and Donovan Smith with the hyperextended elbow was DMP'd. So you talk about injuries. They are facing a lot of injuries to their wide receiver core. Goodwin is not going to be available for the Saints game. Russell Gage, who had good games against the Saints last year for the Falcons, uh, with the Falcons, he's limited with a hamstring issue. He can move it. Uh, Julio Jones always seems to have some type of issue. Uh, he has knee issues, and uh, and that's not a good thing for a guy like Julio Jones. So, And then, of course, Linda Finette, their rushing attack, has a hamstring issue. So Donovan Mitchell, I mean Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Smith is beat up here with that extended elbow, and Wilf should be able to play, but Smith might not play with a hyperextended elbow, and that means he'll be going against Cam, and that will not be a good look. So, boy, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got a lot of stuff going on uh, wrong with them, and, you know, it's just how it is in the season, man. Trust me. We know how it feels because when we were dealing with our stuff, uh, you know, when we played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jameis gets knocked out of the game. A Simeon comes in, the third-string quarterback, and beats Tom Brady. In that first game last year, in the second game, we we were all banged up and still were able to come out with the win in Tampa Bay nine and nothing. The offense really not nothing shaking with them uh, in that matchup. But the Saints defense and special teams obviously were able to blank Tom Brady in the matchup. So um, we know about injuries. Sometimes you just gotta figure a way around them and, and win a ball game. That's what it pretty much comes down to. So. Uh, really interesting uh, injury report right here. So we'll see how it all shaking. Let's move on to the next article right here, fam, from Yard Barker. And this one's called Tom Brady's key to the Buccaneers beating the Saints, understanding why we're losing those games. Why are we losing the games? And Adam Gretz is the guy from Yard Barker who wants to talk about it. He says there is a huge NFC South game on Sunday with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play a visit, pay a visit to the New Orleans Saints to face the Saints. To New Orleans to face the Saints and with Brady back in the mix for another season. Expectations are understandably high in Tampa and the Bucs are looking to jump out to a two to nothing lead. Uh, Start after uh, winning on an ugly low scoring slugfest against the Dallas Cowboys a week ago. So anyway, the issue is if you take a look at what, you know, they did last week against the Cowboys really, um, you know, it's it's just a tough loss for the Buc- uh, for the Cowboys, but a good win for Tampa Bay, obviously, because the Saints and the Bucks are the only two teams that have won you know won their weak matchups in in the NFC South. Both the Falcons, of course, obviously lost to the Saints, and the Panthers lost to the Browns. Now, for that to happen, they're going to have to do something 
they have not done since Brady joined the Bucks, beat the Saints in a regular season game. In the two-plus years since Tom Brady signed with the Buccaneers, they are 0-4 in their four regular season games against the Saints. They did win a 2020 playoff game, to be fair, including a 9-0 loss in the most recent meeting. Now, how can they – they don't throw that in there because, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you know how that goes. So how can they fix that on Sunday for Brady? It's simply a matter of first figuring out what's going wrong. And this is what Tom Brady did say. He says, he says, I think it's just understanding why we're losing those games. He says, uh, there, there are reasons why in each game you can look at them and look at why we won and why we lost. The one time we beat them, it's got to be good football, offense, defense, special teams. They're too good of a team to think that you can win one phase and win the game. Now, you did beat us, beat us in the regular season. But you had help. The help was the Saints. The Saints turned the ball over on the short field and they can they just kept on doing it. Uh, just stupidly, foolishly, dumb, back ass and everything in that matchup. Had that team up by double. They had them up by double digits and about to route them. And the Saints foolishly, stupidly turned the ball over. An unacceptable football. Totally unacceptable. But that's a part of the game. That's the phases in Tampa Bay. Say, yo, you don't want to win the game. We'll win it. And they did. It's a cha- it's a challenge because they're they're well coached. They're they're put in good position to do well. They have a lot of good players, a lot of guys who have been together, played together for a long time. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They make you earn everything. Every third down is important. Every kicking situation important. Every third down in a low red area is important. Turnovers are important. It's a lot of things that lead to winning and losing. And obviously, we haven't done a good job of that in the regular season. Brady pointed out to turnovers in each game being an issue for the Buccaneers. The Saints are also coming off a thrilling week one win against the Falcons and have their starting quarterback, Jameis Winston, back in the lineup after he missed the second half of the 21 season. The Saints are a different team with him in the lineup, going 6-2 and two with him over the past two seasons. They are 4-6 and six without him in the lineup. So there are obviously obvious stats here. Is order for the Saints to, and a lot of people, of course, are saying that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win. I think it's like 70% or more of the people are picking Tampa Bay to beat uh, the Saints because simply the Saints keep beating them sooner or later. Tom Brady going to win a game, right? Uh, no, it don't quite work like that. But <laughs> now you got to do something to win a damn game. And sometimes you got a team that's just a, a matchup nightmare. It's the same thing in a fight game. You got a fighter that you're going up against and styles make fights. And in, in the situation between the Saints and the Bucks, the Saints are a team that is psychologically in the Bucks head. The Saints, uh, they rent space in Tampa Bay psyche. You know, they can go up to their building and beat them just like they beat them at home. That means to a degree the Saints understand what this team is, is, is doing and how to neutralize it. That's the real deal. Holyfield. And with Tom Brady saying how we understand and how we're losing the games, you're losing those games, uh, Brady, because of pressure up the center in your face. That's why you're losing the game. And the question is, how could you not have that happen? You need better interior line play. That's what it comes down to, because pressure in Tom Brady's face forces him to, to throw the ball early. And the Saints are making it difficult for him. They also know when to blitz him. And he's a statue back there. That's the problem with having a 45 year old quarterback that doesn't move very well. Then you have a makeshift off the line, offensive line that is banged up. The only really healthy offensive lineman they have that's the starter is Tristan Wilfin. He's on the injury list. He's on the, he's a little dinged up. He should play, but uh, 
Donovan Smith, their left tackle with a hyperextended elbow, is might not even be in this game. So they would have to put a backup there. So if you got a backup there, that's the blind side position for Tom Brady, who's right-handed. <laughs> that's not a good look. So now he don't have to worry about pressure up the center of the line. Now he has to worry about pressure from the blind side with a backup in there. And of course, they can slide protection over there. They can also put a tight end there to try to block for him or leave a running back in there to help with the blocking duties to keep those guys off of Tom Brady. But you can only do so much. He's a statue and he's a sitting duck back there. The Saints will manufacture enough pressure on Tom Brady in this matchup. But the key to it all is like Coach Richard astutely mentioned. Attention to detail, focus, attention to detail, relentless and ruthlessness in terms of the defense. And, uh, you know, winning your individual matchups and executing the game plan to perfection. Keys to victory, man. That's what it's about. Domination of the line of scrimmage by the defense has to be that mindset has to be imprinted from the start whistle to the end of the game. And that's what the Saints have been able to do to this team in the regular season. So let's move on to Jameis Winston, because they did mention Jameis Winston, the fact that Saints are six and two with him. Uh, Winston is beginning to change the narrative with the Saints. And this one's coming from Yahoo Sports. Uh, it's a play on Sigler's article. Just one game. It's just one season. It's not even 200 pass attempts. There are also the qualifiers you could throw in the downplay. The growth James Winston has shown the last couple of years. He left the Bucks under a dark cloud called a draft bus, a turnover prone liability and worse. Critics looked at his last year in pewter and red and said that's all there was for him in the NFL. He then joined the Saints. He spent a year on the bench behind Drew. And in his meets with Coach Payton and Pete Carmichael, Taysom Hill had a head start in the backup gig. He and Winston made a real competition of it in their first full offseason together. He learned from those experiences developed as a pro, and you can make a case that he's just played his best football in week one dramatic fourth quarter comeback. If nothing else, you could say the 40-yard completion he sent to slot receiver Jarvis Landry was the finest pass Winston has thrown in the Saints uniform. Next-gen stats tracking from Zebra Technologies found the ball traveled 54 yards from Winston's arm to Landry's waiting mitts, and he could have placed it. He couldn't have placed it any better. That same tracking device reported that the microchips in Landry's shoulder pads and those in the defenders around him were separated by just 0.6 yards, or about 22 inches. It was awarded the honor of the NFL's least probable completion in Week One. And the measurement looks accurate when you check the field view of the play from the WDSU TV's uh, reporter. Now, impressive as all that is, we've also known that Winston can heave the ball downfield. There hasn't been any questions about his big playability. The heaviest criticism has, fo has focused on his ball security. That's going to happen when he throws 30 interceptions in a single 16-game season, as was the case in, la in his last year with Tampa. So it's all more encouraging to see Winston protecting the ball well in the Saints uniform. Winston has started eight games for the Saints, having lost the 21 season to injury after his old team. He attempted 207 passes for them, including the playoffs, totaling 126 completions and just three interceptions. That's a turnover rate of 1.4% and makes for a narrative busting ratio when taking uh, against his touchdown passes, which 17 or 8.2% to give you some context. As a buck, he scored a touchdown on almost 5% of his career pass attempts while throwing an interception on 3.5% of them. Maybe that's a good advertisement for LASIK eye surgery and Winston famously underwent in 2020. Maybe it's a sign of his genuine growth in, in evolving play style. Maybe it's too small of a sample size to make any real takeaways from it. 
to be fair, Winston's attempts, 25-48 passes for Tampa Bay. At this point, I'm leaning towards wanting to see more tape from Winston before making any definitive, definitive judgment. That's likely where the Saints are, too. It's really difficult to say he's fixed all of his flaws. He's ready to lead the franchise for a decade when he just went into the halftime with a negative passing yards and have gained 24 through the air and lost 26 to sacks. Still, it's a credit to Winston's resilience that he overcame the adversity. He bounced back from season in the injuries and the double-digit deficit to start the new year with a win. If he can keep it up, he'll continue to prove doubters wrong in answering questions and building more support. It's exciting to see him seizing the opportunity and then push for more. Now let's see him do it again against the team that gave him up. So yes, indeed, it's a bit, even though Jameis Winston say, oh, it's just another team. He downplaying it. But listen, in that locker room, let me tell you something, man. The people, they know damn well it's just not another game. That's something that they'll tell the media people, but you and I know better than that, don't we? We know better than that, fam. We definitely know that it's not just another game for Jameis Winston. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who gave him up. They got a, a Super Bowl with Tom Brady in his first year. Hmm? You know, and Jameis is here trying to, he's here to prove something, not to just, just to us, but to himself. He's a start, NFL starting level quarterback with all kind of people around him that got chips on his shoulders and a system that has his full support. So as long as he stays upright, and uh, keep doing what he's doing, man. You're gonna see James really float, just just explode with some key stats coming up in this year, man. So anyway, fam, let's go ahead and uh, kind of go back on that thing and do a relook as we went over the injury report, went over that thing, and you can see who's on that thing. Of course, Elvin Kamara is the biggest uh, name on that list as he was DMP'd. He went from limited Wednesday to DMP for Thursday, which is in the wrong way of the progress you won't see him make for a guy like that. And of course, Paulson Adebo was DMP'd once again, which odds are he'll probably be DMP'd Friday and he'll more than likely miss uh, his second game of the year uh, this time against the Buccaneers. So that's sad, but if it's for the long run, if he can't go, he can't go. Same with Elvin Kamara. That's why Latavius is here to help out. So we'll see what shakes on that end. Of course, then we covered the Brady story about him trying to figure out why they're losing games to the Saints. Did they fix the problem? No, I, they, I really don't feel like they fixed the problem. But what they did fix is they got a built-in excuse. So when the Buccaneers lose against the Saints, they're going to bring, instead of giving the Saints the credit for beating Tampa Bay again for five times in the regular season over the last uh, several years, it's a built-in excuse. Well, Tom Brady didn't have his second-best wide receiver. Tom Brady didn't have four of his five offensive linemen. Tom Brady, yada, yada, Tom Brady's running back. Uh, Leonard Fournette has a hamstring issue. They're banged up right now. Try us again in whenever, in several weeks from now when we play you guys again, I'm pretty sure we'll give you a better outing. But Tom's missing most of his guys, what you want him to do. He can't win without his best guys. Just just built-in excuses that's about to happen. And I was saying that before, most of these other guys got hurt. So it'll just be that. And then it just get ready for it. Anyway, Winston is beginning to change the narrative. We covered that as well. And shout out to James Winston. Can't never say enough about James Winston and the great things that he's been doing. Uh, since he's been here and several other saints, it's the, it's just the atmosphere of, of, of greatness and family orientated feel. It's a positive environment where guys are working hard and they're playing for each other. And it's just a terrific, it's a terrific thing to, to behold, man. So we're really fortunate in this golden era of football for the black and gold that we are seeing some of the best football you'll ever see in your life as a saints, a saints family member. But anyway, let's close out the show with Nick Wright. 
doing his prediction family about what's going on. It'll be Nick Wright. No matter the occasion, whether it's a date or a family holiday outing, daytime ice skating at Cameron Run Regional Park is sure to delight. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria, skate on the outdoor rink and stay warm with hot chocolate or make s'mores over a fire pit. This unique winter experience is only available for a limited time. Open daily December 18th through 30th and weekends in January and February. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Tis the season for chicken fingers at Raising Cane's. Warm up with hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers, crispy, crinkle-cut fries, garlicky, buttered Texas toast, and the real source of holiday magic, cane sauce. And while you're treating yourself, don't forget to treat everyone on your list to Cane's gift cards and New York City-inspired plush puppies that benefit pet organizations. Happy holidays from Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. (laughs) Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And uh, whoever else is on here, uh, Chris Broussard and others, as they talk about who wins the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Put one in the chat if you can hear the sound. Peace. I just want to ask okay. a question. Because last year you did something that is true that doesn't get talked so about enough or it gets talked about ad nauseum and makes me sick. Uh, is Jameis Winston Dark Horse MVP. That was your take last year. Yep. And, and then he got hurt. Is At- that also – I heard you mention this on another show also. Are, is he your Dark Horse MVP again this year? Yes. Okay. Now, Dark Horse. I, not not my I like your loyalty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're going to stay with Did him. you okay, see so anything ahead. Sunday to tell you otherwise? Now, I know That's they true. didn't let him cook in the first three quarters. Right. But once they let him cook in the fourth quarter, he threw for 200 yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, really. Yeah, okay. and, and Michael Thomas is back. And this is, this is another reason why Tampa Bay needs to be concerned because Michael Thomas is back and he looked great. All right, we know they got That's some other. Uh, they Jarvis got some made one great Jarvis play. looked nice. Yeah. Chris Olave, I like him. True. But beyond that, and this was the nugget I said I got for you guys. Tom Brady has a losing record against two teams throughout his career. Seattle, which he's only played three times. He's one and two against them. And the New Orleans Saints, four and five against them. Now, 0 oh and four since he's been in Tampa, yep. but they have a beat on Tom Brady. True. All right, and you mentioned all the guys. We'll see if Donovan Smith, you know, what he's going to look like. And But I do. I, I think New Orleans is going to win this game. I definitely think they are. They've got, they've got Brady's number coach, and I think they do it again. Well, I love the Jarvis Landry pickup. I thought that was one of the best free agent pickups going. I, I really think that he adds a whole different element to, to that offense and a really important element to that offense. But you said they didn't let Jarvis cook. 
Jameis. Jameis. Jameis Cook. They let Jarvis Cook a little bit, yeah. but they didn't let Jameis Cook. And, and the problem with that, though, is sometimes the meals that he puts out there aren't really that edible. Yeah. And that's been the problem <laughs> that he's he had. Sometimes he the kitchen on fire. Yeah, he's sometimes, learned, though. Sometimes the that's, whole... that's coming from Eric Mangini, man. Eric Mangini, man. That's coming from Eric freaking Mangini, man. Eric Mangini was such a crappy coach, man. He's now sitting his ass up on the on the table talking about it. That's coming from Eric Mangini. Of all people, man. Really? Whole restaurant burns down. And even when you watched the, the game last week, there was right, right before, I think it was the second last drive, there was a play where he could have easily been picked off. He threw the, the ball into a cover two corner, and the, the guy kind of half dropped it. And, and that's, that's what you're going to get. The more that they put the game just in his hands and they want to light this offense on fire, yeah. you've got the chance for incredible numbers, big points, and then you've got the chance for make something happen plays where the turnovers create real problems. And, and that's, that's my apprehension go, going into to, to this week is which player are you going to get because they could easily pivot to this, this is his show now. And, and we're going to light it up. And I don't think that's necessarily the right approach. No, it's not the well, right Well, listen, I'm going to listen to Pete Carmichael before I ever listen to freaking Eric Mangini about anything dealing with offensive football and successful football at that. So if you don't mind, Eric, I'm going to ride with uh, Pete Carmichael and Coach Richard on that. Uh, Eric uh, Eric Man uh, uh, Mangini, uh, what, you know, absolutely not, bro. Well, I'm not taking any offensive uh, – <laughs> giblets from your sorry ass but the bottom line is set the set the room on fire see it's a it's a it's a cross parallel between uh the systems in some systems guys don't look as well as they do in others there's no mention of it there is merely an attack on his character and so far as Jameis is a guy that gives you this or gives you that well tom brady under pressure gives you this he gives you that they're gonna sit up here and talk about tom brady and talk about how Jameis winston is such a uh, up and down player. Well, maybe he was that in the sorry Tampa Bay building, but in the Saints building, he hasn't been that. He doesn't. He has not exhibited the qualities that you're talking about, Mangini. You know, so and and this is the type of rhetoric you get from part-time people that really don't do any uh, any you know research and what the team is about or in environments or, or think that environments matter. The system that he was in in Tampa is different from the Saints system. Thus, he is striving more in the Saints building because the Saints system presents more discipline, more focus. It's, uh, it's tenets that he has to abide by in the Saints system. And this is not take is this is not even uh, accurate. This is not even placed in man genius thought process. So I don't take my cues from you. Right approach. He also spiked the ball with the clock stopped. <laughs> on the game-winning drive, and it cost him 10 yards. That happened. I don't know why nobody seemed to care that happened. The clock was stopped. The guy had gone out of bounds. James ran to the line. The clock, nobody's clock. The refs were kind of looking funny. He spiked the ball, and the ref threw the saddest flag I've ever seen. Like, oh, I can't believe it. I have to do this. And, 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 you want to make sure and this bastard is is just, why, why, is it, why is this dude talking about sports? I mean, he, he, I mean, he couldn't even punt the ball if they gave him an opportunity. So, I mean, but outside of that, why are you talking about him throwing the ball for who cares about that play? Who cares? They, a, a, a dumbass. They won the game, regardless of whatever your nonsense and nonsensical jargon is talking about. They won the game regardless. And why is it rust factor added in these people commentary? They pretend like you're going to be, you're going to come out the, the gate crisp 
and you don't even play together in any meaningful full uh, football game atmosphere and until you get to the regular season uh, first matchup. It's a rust factor involved. Guys are not fully in sync. That's what the Saints displayed in the first three quarters of football is that there's a rust factor there. There's a rust factor. Notice these guys that's around football guys, supposed to be football guys, doesn't even mention that. There's a rust factor. Everybody's dealing with rust factor because they're playing together in an extended period of time for the first time in a long time. Why isn't that not mentioned? But his him spiking the ball and getting a sorry penalty or whatnot, that doesn't matter in the context of the Saints won the game. Regardless of that, they won the game. Even the clock on the announcement, the ref was like intentional grounding. The quarterback spiked the ball with the clock not running. How like, oh, this is really embarrassing for this? all involved. Yeah, the Saints had the, you. It's the NFL. Spit you just want to escape with a win, mm-hmm. but that was a Houdini-esque <laughs> escape, and it to me was not one that should bode well for the future of their season. It, it didn't build what? confidence for me. Their offensive line looked. Really, really rough. Jameis got sacked four times. One was clearly his fault. The other three, there was nothing he could do. Could have been sacked more. I, at the end of the game, after they kicked the game-winning field goal, the Falcons end up getting a, an attempt. It gets blocked. Why they get an attempt? Because the uh, Lattimore when it got a personal foul penalty with two seconds left or a taunting penalty with two seconds left for 15 yards. These are like incre- like insane things that are, that are happening at First- the end of for, let me hear this football finish. game. And so I was bearish on the Bucks beginning of the season mm-hmm. because after this week they have the Packers and they have the Chiefs, and I thought a few months ago that Cowboys game was going to be tougher than it ended up being. Man, unless the Saints front four just constantly gets to Brady and constantly like knocks doing, him down, like they've been I don't doing? think the Saints have enough firepower wow. against that Bucks defense to win. I just mm. don't. Oh. And I do think Bandit that six. when you saw – uh, Corderell Patterson run for seemingly a buck fifty. I think Leonard for, uh, on this Saints front. I think Leonard Fournette. Not, not dummy, dumbass. You got a paper in front of you. Get your stats and facts together. He ran for a buck twenty, a buck twenty-seven in the matchup with Mariota picking up the rest of the, the yardage. He had seventy plus to add for two hundred yards in rushing. So there is no is all of the negative points about what the Saints need to clean up. Yes, they need to clean up some stuff. Indeed, they're going to clean up. Not it's not often that the Saints will allow you to rush for 200 yards only. When you see that in a week one matchup, what is that bold to you? Is it a rust factor involved? I would say it is a rust factor involved. Why? Because we don't customarily see a defense as good as the Saints give up 200 yards rushing, even though a buck 27, I think it was, was which uh, Patterson did on the Saints. And then the scrambling of Mariota uh, with the rest of the 70 plus or whatever it was to help uh, push it to 201. But the 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 foolishness about it don't bowl well for a season. I don't see. And that's why you shouldn't let people who don't that are that really don't have an idea of what this what just competitive sport is like you, you played sports, you played basketball or ran track or, you know, whatever. Don't understand. Let me tell you something. For a team to be in another team's environment, this was a heated rivalry between the Atlanta Falcons and the Saints. They can all be, they could, you know, it was 0-0. The, the, the Atlanta Falcons was beating the Saints, what, 26 to, I forget the score, 26 to whatever it was, 10, 26-10? Yeah, 26 to 10. Next thing you know, the fourth quarter starts. 
the Saints need 17 points to get the game. In one quarter, the Saints were rusty, came out, and put 17 points on the Atlanta Falcons in the fourth quarter to steal the game from them in their building with all the momentum flowing, the flags flying for the Falcons. They talking mad, major smack. They out there dancing on the goddamn field. The, the Atlanta music is going and it's shaking. And the Saints go in there with that hostile environment, down 26 to 10, and take the game from a hated rival. And that and you said that don't bowl well for you, for the, for the Saints season? Are you kidding me? That is a huge confidence win to do such a thing. And that's why, how do these freaking morons have, I mean, seriously, these dumbass commentators who don't even understand what it means for that sort of thing to happen, have jobs sitting up there brashly talking about some shit like they got a PhD in it. He don't know nothing about that. He don't know nothing about the Saints. It takes character to do that. Many other teams, sorry ass teams, would have gave up the game and sat there and pouted because they couldn't win. The Saints took the game from the Falcons and then sealed the game with a block uh, field goal attempt despite the penalty that attempted to put them in field goal range. Why isn't that not mentioned? Despite all of the negative, because this bastard is biased against the Saints. And that's what I despise, a biased reporter. I, des I despise it. I despise it because he ain't supposed to be sitting up there with bias. He's supposed to be hitting you with the facts and stats, not building negative facts or stats against the Saints. He's supposed to be balanced. So whatever negative you have, you got to balance it out with positive char character uh, or commentary. You're not supposed to sit up there and be obviously biased against another team and stupidly, foolishly, and ignorantly spitting out negative facts despite the fact the Saints overcame all of the dumb shit you're saying to still win the game and beat that team. It's amazing. But these are the type of morons that you got that, that will eat their words on the back end. And when he, when you beat their squad, they're going to come up with excuses that the man didn't have a wide receiver to throw to. Well, his offensive line is beaten. He didn't have Julio Jones. He didn't have, and then you hear all of this because they scum trash. That's what they are is going to be a starring actor in this movie, and I don't think the Saints can, are going to win oh, this. Yeah, see, I disagree. I'm go I think the Saints win it. And you mentioned a few offensive... Because anybody with common sense know the Saints are going to win the game. That the Saints, if the Saints can get defense pressure on Tom Brady, like you mean the last four-something-odd times we've been doing it? How do you think we've been beating Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Huh? What you think we're pulling... What you think we're doing? Feeding him, spiking his candy bars? You know, putting putting uh, 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 liquor in his uh, avocado ice cream. How you think we beating this guy? We beating this guy and dominating these people because we putting pressure on their quarterback. And let me tell you something. The Saints knock Tom Brady down. They beat him up. He gets upset. He starts pouting. And then the energy of the team dissipates. It's just that simple. Tom Brady is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers everything. When you beat him up, you fluster him, you frustrate him. He turns into a petulant child running around throwing tablets and cussing at people fussing and pointing and saying why well, you ain't run this route better fussing at his own teammates cussing at him that's what he does and you mean to tell me that you know if the, if the saints could generate pressure are you kidding me that's all they ever did that's on tom brady so i mean it's just where 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 are you at what planet are you from what planet are you from man weapons and you mentioned some offensive weapons coach you mentioned oh, some offensive weapons 
Well, he's he's one of your favorite players. <laughs> he was good on Sunday. He was really good. Let's take a listen. Let's take a listen. Why do you hate him so much? Oh, let's just let's play the sound. Because Todd Bowles worried about him. Uh-huh. Anytime he's on the field, he causes a problem, whether it's special teams or offense. You know, whether it's tight end, wide out, quarterback, running back. He does a great job. He's physical on teams as well. Obviously, we haven't handled him well because they won almost every game, six out of seven at least. And, you know, he's going to be. That's Todd Bowles talking, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Saints beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we know there's six out of the last seven games. Six out of the last seven. If you put a team up against a team like that and say they beat them out of six out of seven times, you can't rationally sit up and say, well, they beat them six out of seven. The eight time they're going to win, though. They're going to get the win the eight time. No, what you seeing is domination. They will not get a win until they figure out how to stop what the Saints been doing to them. And they won't because they don't have the personnel to do it. So figuring out is one thing and then having the personnel to adjust to what they're doing is a whole nother thing. They simply don't have the personnel to deal with that. So when you beat this team, you're going to then hear them make up about excuses about him not having no no offensive line, him not having the wide receivers. They all banged up. His top running back got hamstring issues. You're going to hear all of this, man. Challenge. Who knows what position he's going to play? Let's look at this numbers. Oh, he's got passing yards. He's got 67 rushing yards. He's got some W's there. Nick, are you ready? To, have you come around? Nick, t- and listen, they got a graphic up on the screen about Taysom Hill. It's about Taysom Hill. Let me show you this graphic here. Give me a second. This is a graphic they're showing by Taysom Hill. Look at this graphic. This is Taysom Hill's graphic uh, over the last two games that he played against the Bucks. Got 202 passing yards. 13 and a half uh, on that throw. He ran for 87 yards and, uh, and rush yards, 87. He carried at almost five yards per carry against this Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. That's what Taysom Hill did to him. That's what Taysom Hill did to him. Not what James is going to do to him. And really Taysom Hill is going to be in this game, just like he contributed to what, uh, to win in Atlanta. He will be a, a mismatch nightmare for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's why they're thinking about Mike Thomas. Oh my goodness. You got to worry about Mike Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. Then you got Taysom Hill rolling around there. Hmm? And even if they sit Elvin down, Taysom Hill could operate in the backfield just like he did in the matchup when Elvin was missing time in the Atlanta Falcon game because he had a rib issue. Taysom Hill came in there and ran the ball well. He got a touchdown. Mark Ingram was blocking for him when he ran up in the touchdown. So the Saints have weapons all over the place, and they create what we know as mismatches on these people. You think the Tampa Bay defense can deal with all of that? What defense you know can guard all of those guys effectively? Huh? We talk about them getting pressure on the Saints. Saints will run the ball better. They will do a better job, offensively speaking. I do think that. That's why I love the schedule because what it does is it gets them emotionally involved in in the schedule very early on. A very passionate opening to the season was really good game to get those juices going. And then now you got Tampa in the, the week two in Carolina and the week three in the NFC South. So the Saints with a win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be uh, two, uh, two and zero in this uh, in the in the uh, NFC South. With a win over them, everybody else is. Uh, we'll see. But this is good, man, to see. But Taysom Hill is an, a factor against this team. Let's finish this up and then we'll leave. On your guy, Taysom Hill. Hi. I will not be misrepresented in such a fashion. (laughs) I won't allow it. I said for the last three years, 
Taysom Hill is a valuable player on all 32 NFL teams. That he is a guy I'd, I'd love on my team. I think anyone would love. As a gadget player, as a guy who can do a little bit of everything, save you some roster spots. Yeah. He can cover kicks. Mm-hmm. He can be an H-back. He can be a yeah. backup tight end. He can be an emergency fourth-string quarterback. That's what he, he can be, all those things. My, the anti-taste Shut stuff up, brother is when Sean Payton was trying to win trading places style some bet with somebody. Like, <laughs> I, I bet you, you pick someone out and I can turn him into a quarterback. And they're like, how about that tiny guy from BYU? He's like, watch me do it. And then they paid him like he was a quarterback. They talked about him like he was a quarterback. And he was never a quarterback. So, yes, in this role, I think taste. Well, he did just fine against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just showed you statistics. And in the second matchup, the 9-0 win, Tamp, uh, Taysom Hill outperformed the great Tom Brady in the matchup. That's the funny part about this. And see, this is just hyperbole that can be easily disproven by statistics. You won't talk about how great Tom Brady is. He didn't outperform uh, uh, Taysom Hill, especially in that 9-0 loss. Taysom Hill left the game with more yards than Tom Brady in that game. The Saints moved him around, flustered him through interceptions. And then Tom Brady famously throws pick sixes against the Saints. Why? Because the pressure is all over him. It doesn't give him enough time. He's cracking under the pressure and falling apart. And they never mention his age. Oh, Tom Brady's just, old. you know, he could do it all. He, the man's 45 years old, man. You got guys that's half his age running around him, knocking him around. And he's a statue back there. And you got all the, I can't, and then listen, this offensive line, man, you're going to see what I'm talking about, man, because it takes real players to stop really good players. It really does. It takes great players to stop great players. A good player to stop good players. The same scheme and the mentality that they have, they're hearing all this bullshit. And most of this is just straight up opinionation about these guys. You just go to the stats. The stats does not fortify your point, Nick, right, about uh, Taysom Hill against him. His numbers are solid against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. His numbers are solid against the Atlanta Falcons. He kills the Falcons when he plays them. When he was a quarterback, he killed the Falcons. You know, in, in three weeks, it was a what the, the way the schedule was set up a couple of years ago. Taysom Hill played Atlanta uh, Falcons. He beat them and then uh, played the Detroit. Well, not, not Detroit. It was the Denver game. They didn't even have a quarterback. And Taysom Hill had a very off game. Saints still won that game. And then they went back and they played Atlanta again. So they played them twice in three weeks and, and Taysom Hill uh, ate their lunch. And you've seen the statistics right there against the, the Buccaneers. So he's not a. And I, I agree that that, that uh, Taysom is not a quarterback quarterback, but he did enough to outclass Tom Brady. Hell, our third string backup quarterback beat Tom Brady in the game. So what you really saying? Taysom is a weapon. Yeah. I, I, I think he's absolutely a weapon. I just, Brew, don't trust the Saints offense, which you're right, in the fourth quarter exploded for. Saints offense means Jameis Winston. Okay. Saints offense is nicknamed for Jameis Winston. I really he wanted to say I just don't trust Jameis Winston, but he he's hiding his hatred of Jameis Winston behind the Saints offense, which how could you not try to trust the Saints offense when you know if they get hot, nobody can stop them. And obviously the first week they had a rust factor in the game. The Saints were freaking rusty. Let's just get it. Let's just get that out there. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They were rusty. They were rusty in a lot of aspects of the game until, they, until the juice is turned on and they were able to figure it out. They went into that no huddle offense and this stuff started getting to going for them. That's what you got to do. You got to figure it out. They had to figure, they had to get together. Remember, Jameis Winston and Mike Thomas uh, really didn't, they didn't play that much, at, if anything, together. And when they started connecting on the field, it was like synergy. It was magic. So there is a rust factor and these people pretending like they played, this is the third or fourth matchup of the regular season. This is week two. Week one, they just came out of the preseason where they barely played organized ball under a clock situation. It's, diff- it's a difference. So, I mean, how do you, how, how are you having discussions like this without even mentioning these obvious facts, man? Uh, what, nearly 200 yards, around 200. 200 yards. Yeah, 200 yards. But in the previous three quarters, had about a buck yep. 80. I don't trust the Saints' offense. If James they struggled Winston. like that against Atlanta's defense, what they are going to look like throughout the entirety of the game against this Tampa defense. Well, look, some of the guys didn't get going. Alvin Kamara didn't get going. Mm-hmm. All, rushing all. or catching yep. the ball. Michael Thomas didn't get going until the end of the game. So, I, look, and I agree with you, Coach. Like, I, I don't – I think one of the best things for Jameis is he's not in the no-risk-it, no-biscuit, you know, offense of Bruce Arians. They got to walk that fine line between letting him do his thing but keeping the rope on him a little bit. And I thought – I didn't think they did that the first three quarters well. I thought they, like last season when they started, you know, they were five and two. That's the old approach. The new approach says, listen, him getting out the risk of the biscuit, that don't even sound good. How could you even name an offensive set risk of the biscuit? Well, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. No, how about let's, 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 let's just operate out of a discipline system. Let's create something that's balanced, that's vertical, and gives them a lot of options so that, if he don't like it here, he goes through his progressions. Don't like it there, he gets here. There is no other offense in the NFL as complete as the Saints' offense is. You're talking about a Week One matchup with obvious rust involved with the Saints' offense. Obvious rust. It's obvious rust. Now, the rope on Jameis. There is no rope on Jameis. There's no need to put rope on Jameis in this game. The offense is suited or is built for him. Maybe that was the case in the in yesteryear when they had to kind of wrangle them in of Coach Payton saying, listen, you're going to run this offense like this versus what Carmichael's doing, which is I use the analogy or the comparison of having Jameis taking him to a tailor and having a tailor to put a fine suit around Jameis, so, you know, building custom-made suit to put on Jameis. That's what's going on. There's no need to put rope on a wrangle or restrict Jameis Winston. With a vertical attack, why are you restricting him if it's in a vertical attack? Well, got, you got weapons that can get downfield. He has a multitude of different options that he can go to in the same system. He has a multitude. There is, there is no need to restrict him. See, that's the type of bullshit that they're talk, talking about. Like, he is incapable of learning discipline to understand you don't put the ball here, you don't put the ball there, you know. And he's going to make some mistakes, but he's not going to make the kind of mistakes. Nobody plays a perfect game, not even a illustrious saver, the savior, uh, Thomas Patrick Edward Brady uh, Carrington, whatever the hell his name is. So, I mean, outside of that, there is no perf- no perfect quarterback. Guys are going to make mistakes, even the best do. But at the end of the day, there is no need to restrict Jameis in this offense. That's the beauty of it. 
He has the options. You want him to get in there. You want him to play a solid game. You want a balance attack. But at the same time, you want to give him as many weapons as he can. And this is what he do. When he got rolling, he found Jarvis Landry all over the field. Every catch was a first down. Same with Michael Thomas. Up the field. You can interchange, move Michael in, out. He was catching stuff in the inside the field and on outside the field. Jarvis Landry catching it all over the field. He found Chris Olave several times. He found Kamara a couple of times. He was able to find other targets a couple of times too as well. So Jameis Winston, no need to put a rope or restrict Jameis Winston in the Saints offense. It's a fire offense. It means it's an explosive offense that will attack the defense downfield, keep them wide open, and we can be able to attack them at every level if we see fit. There's no way you can guard every weapon the Saints have out there. That's that real. Two when he went down, but they weren't letting him do hardly anything. Mm-hmm. All right? I think you got to give him a little more freedom than that and I think they'll find that balance as the season goes on. Brother Chris, that's old school, bro. That's that's yesteryear with Coach Payton. Yes, Coach Payton said, this is my team. You run my offense my way. But Carmichael with Jameis, that's the different approach. We talked about this before, and I played interviews with Carmichael on here. Well, he talked that. He said the same thing I was saying before he even said that. I knew what they was doing because I seen – how the offense, how everything was working with Jameis. When you paid Jameis Winston the money, you committed to him being your star quarterback. You committed him to him being your man. If that's the case, and when the Saints went out and get Jarvis Landry and they drafted Chris Olave and they put uh, in trust behind Michael Thomas and Dennis Allen went up there to California and met with him and told him, we want you, we love you, you're part of the team, then went and traded extra picks to go get his understudy or his, uh, you know, the guy that he was mentoring and Chris Olave, and then bring Jarvis Landry in at, at the slot position and add it to the Saints and, and then try to improve the offensive line with the drafting, the pinning, and adding all this other stuff in there and all these other fantastic undrafted players that we were able to find, then you knew what time it was. They knew. Dennis Dennis Allen knew how to fix the Saints offense. Coach Payton could have did this stuff last year. Remember, Jarvis Landry was on the trading block. Remember the rumors circulating around for Jarvis Landry last year. None of this is new. They could have got Jarvis Landry last year if they wanted him. They could have got uh, the wide receiver from the Giants if they wanted to. Both of them. They could have either got uh, Tony, the the fantastic, uh, you know, uh, mind, uh, you know, crazy wide receiver. He was out there, and the other guy that they have up there. They could have got him too. Who name escapes me? But they had an opportunity to add wide receivers when they found out that Mike Thomas was hurt. But you know when. He didn't start the year off, and they pushed it back to the middle of the year. What did Coach Payton do? He went and got Logan, Chris Hogan, or whatever his name is. And what Hogan did, he retired later on to go pay, to go play rugby or whatever it was. So, I mean, he had an opportunity to prove upon the wide receiver room and add more weapons for Jameis. This time around, Dennis Allen said, nah, we're going to give you all the weapons that you can handle because we know that these are mismatched nightmares that most teams will struggle to keep up with. And you don't have to force the ball to Mike. You don't have to force the ball to Jarvis. You know, these guys will take turns and there's no way the defense can stick all of them. You can't double everybody. And that's the point. So to sit up here and talk about the saints, uh, defense can't, will they be able to stop the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when we beat them six out of the last seven times. And in the last two years that Tom Brady was there, that's all the saints defense did was put pressure on Tom Brady and get him on the ground frustrated him having breaking up the goddamn tablets cussing at the people on the sideline telling them to go f themselves. yeah that's a real that's a real classy guy right there doing that that you won't uphold but i don't think it works i don't think well that'll be the thing it's just it's ridiculous but when you make them eat their words they're so pathetic of human they're such a pathetic crappy human that what ends up happening is they'll just create excuses around excuses of why they they pathetic call didn't work out 
as opposed to just owning up to it and saying, hey, man, listen, this team is a team that is an excellent team. They just got the man number. They can they can play them 20 times and the Saints will beat the team 18 times out of the 20. Why? Because they keep they don't mention the fact that the Saints have a psychological advantage over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why? Because the Saints are not caught up in the mystique of Tom Brady. That's a big part of it. They don't see him as a giant of legend like the Skip Scale of Tall or the big country Shannon Sharps that worship him. They have pictures on their nightstands at night that they, they bend over and pray to before they go to sleep or an alarm that wake up in the morning with Tom Brady face smiling at them. These are international. These are worshipers at the International Church of Tom Brady. These are who these guys are. They're supposed to be media people that tell you the real deal. But these are these are worshipers at the International Church of Tom Brady. That's what they are. These are his bishops. These are all of his little his little minions running around speaking of the greatness of how it feels to love one Tom Brady. That's how they didn't turn, turn this man into a religious figure. <laughs> then I turn him into a religious figure. Then I did the. You know, then it turned him into a religious figure. Oh, Tom Brady, they, 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 it's ridiculous. It's repugnant. But the Saints are not under that spell. They're not under the spell of Tom Brady worship. They're not. The Saints don't see him as a Hall of Fame quarterback. They see him as the next man they got to knock the shit out of and get on the ground and win the game. That's what they see him as. They and I've said this countless times. I said the Saints are a legend killing defense. They don't if you Aaron Rodgers, we're gonna see how good you are. We don't care about your your resume from the last 15 years or whatever you've been playing. We don't care about that. We only care about you right now and what you're gonna do right now. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna get your ass down on that carpet. That's what you're gonna do. And that's what Tom Brady continuously does. He gets beat up, gets frustrated, he starts getting pissy, he starts pointing fingers at people. And cussing and all that kind of stuff. And then he's sitting on the sideline by himself. That's what happens. That's when you, that's all you have to do is knock him upside his head and put him on the ground as many times as you can. And the, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, fold like a fold, like a tent. They fall, they fold like a cheap Walmart uh, lawn chair straight up. They fold like a cheap uh, Dollar Tree lawn chair. Or, or, or what's that other one? Uh, 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 best of no, uh, uh, with the orange, I forgot the name of the little discount. <laughs> it fold like a cheap lawn chair. So I mean, it will. It, we got a couple of days to go before all of that happened on Sunday, man. And it's it just uh, it's just I'll be. I just point out the bias of some of these people. It's really repulsive to see that that you will put your stupid garbage ass opinions when you you paid to hit them. This ain't a, it ain't ain't an op ed piece where we want to hear your opinion. No, get us to get us statistics. You fortify your point with the stats. You had, you gave no stats. You didn't give any reason why Tampa Bay should beat the Saints when the Saints beat them people six out of the last seven times or seven out of the last nine. I forget how long. We just dominating the poor people. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You gave nothing. Nothing. And, and then ask a question that was already been answered. It's just, where you know, 
there is no rationale, which means they so them people then reached over into stupid land. They didn't graduate into stupid land. They just totally irrational because I will not dare sit up here and tell you that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will beat the Saints unless I have said, listen, family, this is the flaw in the design. Now I'm going to keep it a buck. I don't think our team is invincible, but I do realize that the, the way the Saints, if they are to lose the game, is if they don't respect the scouting report. And I always say this every week leading up to games. You got to, there. There's, there's a scouting report done by the scouting staff that has a listing of the most important players on that team. And on that description section of those scouting reports, it talks about the strengths and weaknesses of every player. They even talk about them as a group. And they talk about them individually. They got it broke down statistically and analytically on where where they like to attack the field. They got the numbers and all the information. So when the defensive coordinators goes over with the defense, they said that case in point, Tom, let's say, for example, Tom Brady, when they run the ball, they like run into the left side. 60% of the time versus the rest of the percentage of the time. You see what I'm saying? They know all of that based on the data that they have gathered. They know that with the propensity of what the team likes to do that have gotten them success. You see what I'm saying? And ultimately you got the, the weak, the strengths and weaknesses of each player on the offensive line, what they like to do, how, you know, they favorite move to block or whatever the case may be. And the weaknesses, like say a certain offensive lineman has slow feet. And that he can be taken advantage of on the, on the pass rush or overwhelmed. You see what I'm saying? So they have all that information. We got to respect that in that, that scouting report. And then just like Coach Rashard said to start the show off, Coach Rashard spoke about relentlessness and ruthlessness. That's what you have to play with. You have to play with that mindset. That means you have to be able to push these people down in the ground and step on them until the clock reads zero. Bottom line. And that's how you do it. You give them no quarter and you finish the game. You get up in the game and then you stump these people out until the clock says zero. You see what I'm saying? And that's what he's talking about, about ruthlessness and relentlessness. Like Coach Rashard said, attention to detail. That's the words that he used. And I agree upon all of that. Attention to detail. And like I said, there is a there's still a rust factor involved. These men who are supposed to be football people, talk to football people, are guys that played the game or coached in the game. Had, is sitting up here talking and they're not even talking about rust factor like you week one is just like you just ready to go week one and you're just going to be the best it don't work like that it takes time to for them guys to gel and when they finally got it because you just seen a small glimpse in the fourth quarter of what it could be it could be a lot better than that but all the them to find that and expand it out over a full game they're going to have to work on some stuff and that takes time that takes time in a red hot environment like in a live game action. And you're going to have to figure that out as you face different teams that have different strengths that operate different schemes throughout the season in different environments. That's what make it difficult that you trying to fine tune these things against different teams that, that present different dangers at different times in different places. See, so it's not like something that you're going to have the same thing every damn week after week you have to make adjustments when something don't right you, are, you don't go right you adjust to the thing that does and the saints were making live game reaction this dumbass didn't even mention that he didn't talk about the adjustments that the saints were making to, to neutralize what the falcons were doing for them then to climb back into the game and put up 17 points in the fourth quarter to beat the team in their building he might not be impressed with that because he's an idiot in the end, that is a very impressive thing to do when you are in somebody else's building 
and you're able to come from behind that that kind of way and steal a win like that. Very impressive. And it's a character building win. And yes, the Saints will build upon that because when you look at that section of the game, the Saints as a team was phenomenal. They had a few snubs in there, like the penalty he talked about with Laddie Daddy when the guy got into it, but the guy got into it with Lattimore first. Didn't mention that. But anyway, with that being said, we're going to pop out on that. Listen, I appreciate the family members for chiming up in this thing. As we get closer, tomorrow is Friday. We'll go, even though I, I talked about a few points here, we'll go over the entire breakdown um, uh, with the, the Saints versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Friday. We'll go over the depth chart. We'll play. We'll get to the final injury report of the week. As we getting ready, a couple of there will be a few games from the Buccaneers matchup on uh, Sunday morning, uh, Sunday afternoon, and of course I will be in the building live for the Saints versus Bucks watch party. We'll be in the building doing it, the play by play, and cutting up like I always do. But uh, like I said, but we'll return Friday, man, with most Saints talking. I won't see who's on that injury report. I'm thinking Debo probably not going to be going for the second straight week. It'll be interesting to see where Elvin Kamara is. Is, will he get limited or whatnot, or if they shutting him down? If and, and I'm kind of leading close to them, might DNP and them. Latavius Murray is here for a reason. They just didn't bring him in, you know. So we'll see how it all shakes. But with that being said, listen, fam, I appreciate y'all for checking in on this episode of the Sports Coma. Uh, please feel free to hit the like button if you hadn't hit it. Hit the share button and share it with other people around you that are great. Same thing, tank. Uh, diehards, we love the diehards. Much love to the diehards. And also, please feel free to check out the link tree in the description section below. It has all our links. We have several stores. We got some new shirts that will be rolling out uh, probably this week, but more than likely it'll be this weekend. It'll be before maybe Saturday even. So uh, I'll let you guys know uh, that we'll be rolling that out. But we got some new gear that will be rolling out right before the Saints matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It might be that that Saturday new gear. So we always add to the pro shop, man, new stuff all the time. So if you want to check out what we do have hats and shirts and uh, uh, bed uh, stuff for your bedroom, like blankets and comforters and stuff for your uh, bathroom, all kind of stuff, man. It's just too much for me to call upon, but y'all can check it out in the, the link tree. All of, all of the links there to all our social media, all that stuff is there. So with that being said, I'm gonna punch out on that. Much love to the fam. I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all keep y'all heads up and I'll see y'all on the Friday stream. Who that to you? Yeah. Huh? Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like Elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in. That was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town. Duck down. Falcons pluck get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Love like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. 
News on winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Who's listening to the sports coma? It's Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. merch to support the platform available at the pro shops we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family unisex tees for men and women hoodies and sweatshirts tank tops kids and baby items long sleeve tees mugs pillows wall art bath bedding face masks phone cases stickers bags fanny packs socks hats and many other items please feel free to check out the pro shops the link is in the description section below and remember it helps the platform continue to grow check out the pro shop and who that too daily.com that's right the who that daily.com your one-stop shop for everything new orleans saints new orleans pelican lsu tigers even the top flight boxing so if you're a who that and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team who that daily.com is your site the who that daily.com for the sport who that in all of us okay round two name something that's not boring Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.